Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by boaterslist.com. Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at boaterslist.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. And brought to you by... L&M Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bay boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. L&M Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff now locally owned six miles north of I-10 on 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251-937-1380. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sand. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, I am looking forward to a great show today. We've got some awesome callers lined up from around the state. The weather has been Hey, I think it's been pretty excellent. Uh, the you know we the we've had a consistent temperature. It hasn't been going up and down like crazy. Hadn't had the major storms we were having. So I'm excited to see what's going on with these fish in the state of Alabama this week. So hey, let's get started. Segment one, we're gonna go up to Gunnersville, Pickwick, get a report from our buddy Cody Harrison. Cody, what's going on, my friend? Oh, not much. Just out fishing, man. Just out fishing, doing what you do. Yes, sir. Good stuff, man. Well, how's Gunnersville lately? Well, uh, Gunnersville's been fishing pretty good. You know, there's a start of a shaft farm going on out there. There's fish shallow. There's fish deep, fish in all stages. There's still, I don't know if there's any pre-spawners left. There's still some up on bed, some, a lot of post-spawn fish right now. Yes, a little bit of everywhere. So when, this time yeah. of the year when the fish are scattered like that, and like you said, you can... Man, you can go fish shallow, you fish deep. There's, there's kind of fish wherever you like to fish, probably at this point. But when it's like this, how do you structure your day? Uh, you know, me being a guy, I structure my day about, you know, around what type of fishermen I have and what they're comfortable with doing. I, and sometimes they don't really know, and I have to figure that out as we go. Um, so 
you know, say I got some guys that aren't, you know, I'll say the most qualified people. I think the deep bite might be a little easier on them, but you know, there's, I'll, I'll be honest, not a ton of fish right now out deep, but uh, there's a lot of fish shallow. There's a lot of fish on those first little offshore spots when they come out. It's not in the grass. It might be a little bit easier for some people to fish. Now, you know, occasionally I'll have some guys who can who can stick with it with me and and battle through the grass and kind of learn throughout the day, figure out the bite and stuff like that. And it's it's just a matter of who can do what. That's how I structure my day. If I was tournament fishing, it'd be a little bit different. But sure, you know, I'm just trying to get people to fish. Yeah, you're just trying to get some get some fish on the line for your clients, and that's what it's about. The good thing is, like you said, you depending on the clients, you got fish in both areas. But you know, let's focus. A little bit on the on the grass bite, the shallow bite. I know this is a great time of year for that. Kind of what's some of your go-to lures this time of year? How, how are you fishing them? Man, you can't go wrong with a Cinco right now. I don't care if you're shallow or deep, but in shallow fish, love a good Cinco bite. And, you know, you ain't got to throw a Cinco, Yum Dinger, stuff like that. Um, anything will work. You can Texas rig it on a real light Texas rig. You can throw it without a weight at all. You can just put it on a hook, and you can fish it wacky rig. You can pretty much do whatever you want with that bait. And they're biting it all kinds of different ways, man. You can put it on the Carolina rig if you wanted to. But I do a lot of that. I, I like doing that. And, you know, there's when there's a shaft pond going on or when there's fish shallow, especially on Gunnersville, if you can find areas where you can throw a topwater, it can be fun. Oh, um, heck yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, a lot of people like seeing them fish blow up on top water. We'll do that. You know, you can throw a, a weed with swim bait or something like that. Just just whatever's easiest and whatever's at the moment, really. But the, the numbers baits have been that Cinco bite mainly. Yeah. Cody, this is a question I, I don't know if I've ever asked on here, but I think it's a great question, especially for this time of year. How do you determine when you're going to, I guess, what I call power fish, like throw a spinner bait or chatter bait or something, you know, a a, you know, a square bill, something you're kind of churning and burning or, or whether you're going to slow down and throw a, throw a Cinco or a Texas rig or, or something that may slow down a little bit. How, how do you make that determination on what you're going to do? You can usually determine, I mean, you kind of have to experiment with things, don't be wrong, but you can look at the weather and, and, and kind of get a gauge for it. weather and, you know, on Tennessee River, especially this current schedule and stuff like that. You know, if you've got a little bit of a wind, and you're fishing clear water, you can get away with moving baits and stuff like that, especially if you're trying to get a reaction bite. But, uh, you know, if it's slick, calm, post front, you know, and you're fishing clear water, or even if you're not fishing that clear water, you can usually assume that you might want to slow down for more of your bite. But, you know, there's current kind of plays into a part of it. Watercolor plays into a part of it a little bit. And just, you know, experiment and see what kind of the mood the fish are in. It's not always a science down to it, but you know, mainly, mainly it's those things that add up to all together. But a big part of it is, and I know you mentioned the wind on those scenarios. Um, so calm day versus windy day, what's that matter as far as, is it just, is it the way that the fish see the bait? Is it, what is it that makes one, you know, better than the other for fishing slower fast? Uh, well, I'll tell you, it, it can, you know, it's another one of those things where, you know, it could be the winds blowing certain things to shatter eating and kind of getting them all kind of concentrated in one place but usually it's more or less that it's breaking up that you know a little surface clarity at the top you know giving you a little bit of a uh i wouldn't say a shadow but you know kind of like a kind of breaking the surface you know those fishes they seem to be more 
active when there's not dead calm slick water out there and you know there's a lot of different things that play into it like you know phytoplankton and stuff like that where the shad will blow in an area and start eating their that stuff and yada 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 man it all gets kind of complicated <laughs> yeah it gets complicated if you really wanted to do, dive into it and really kind of pick it apart and figure out what it is you could but i mean i'm just a little fishing guy man i just kind of figure out what's working and go from there hey, that's what it's all about man well how's the pressure up there right now on gunners uh well it's the same old same old gunnersville gunnersville kind of thing you know like i'm i mean you fish out there long enough you're gonna get used to fishing with you know ten thousand people every day it seems like but uh you know, compared to Pickwick or something like that, it really ain't no different. I just think there's more people in the water nowadays, and honestly, it's kind of getting used to it. It's just there's a lot of there's a lot more fishermen, there's a lot more tournaments. There's uh, and honestly, I think Gunnersville's still keeping up uh, with the pressure uh, better than some lakes. You know, I just think that grass, you know, it has so much grass coming close for those fish to be. It just it makes you work for it a little bit harder, but it it's a real healthy fishery. Yeah, there ain't no doubt about that. Well, you know, when there is so much grass on Gunnersville, I, I mean, if, if I'm a, somebody that, that's not like you, that's not overly familiar with Gunnersville, and I'm coming up to go fish, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get on that grass bite. There's so much of it. Is there certain things that you look for with grass to go, okay, I want to fish that area? I mean, are you looking for grass like, God, I know that's a very broad question cody but are you looking for grass like at the miles of creeks or like close to deep water or kind of how do you judge whether you're going to fish that stretch of grass or not and you know that's one of those things you got to experiment with don't be wrong but you know it's kind of like okay what is the stage of the fish that you're going to be fishing for in are they are they post-spawn or are they spawn do you want to go up shallow and try to look for them and do you want to go and, or you know not necessarily like look at them like fight fishing wise but do you want to fish real slow and try to catch some uh, fry garters stuff like that or do you want to go just out to the edges of the grass and fish for them post-spawn fish those post-spawn bucks and those post-spawn females that are just now getting out there i mean it's just the grass fishing deal is like you know anything else you kind of have to play around with it to figure it out but as far as what you're looking for is you, you not necessarily have to really con- consider yourself in the back of a creek or something like that you don't have to you don't have to limit yourself to that if you wanted to go real shallow and go to the back of the creek you can right now but if you wanted to go out on the main lake and go to the very edge of the you know the first drops or something like that you could to really narrow it down because it's such a you know it is a broad question but it like is. To narrow it down for right now you just kind of want to know what the stage of the fish are in and, and fishing reports can help with that or just going out and, and giving it a couple hours to try it can help with it a lot but it's not necessarily one of those things that can be easy to do because grass on Gunnersville is you know not few and far between by no means so you can be in the wrong area but still be catching them and never know it but you know, there's a uh, there's ways to find the bigger and better fish. You gotta have to gotta have to fish for them, man. It's yeah. no no guarantee they're in something that they're not. You know. Yeah, you're right. Just kind of you know you you kind of can narrow down some things with with what time of year it is and and what the fish are doing. Whether like you said they're they're pre or post or whether they're spawning and kind of what you want to go after. And uh, yeah. w- you know one thing about it on gunners where there's no lack of of grass and and any of those kind of spots so it's you know like you said that's one of the reasons we do the fishing report we we want you know it's a tool for people that are that are going fishing this coming weekend or next few days to listen to and go okay here's what the fish are doing right now and uh and here's how we can target them so yeah that's good stuff 
Good stuff. Well, I know you also got on Pickwick. Uh, what's going on in Pickwick right now? Man, the best way to catch them right now is to get out as early as you can and try to get on a shad spawn bike because it gets tough after that. I mean, you, you can go to the muscle bars and stuff like that or muscle beds, whatever you want to call them, and then and try to fish them that way and just grind for a few bites here and there. But the most of the fish are, that we've been catching here lately have been coming early. Um, you can throw top water on them and you can throw pretty much, you know, whatever you're comfortable with throwing as far as what you would throw in a shad spawn, rattle trap, stuff like that. Um, yeah. They'll bite. But uh, after after that sun gets up pretty high and everything gets still, man, it gets rough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Pickwick hasn't been fishing the greatest. But it's 10 to 15 bites after that sun gets up is really good. And I will say this, Pickwick's a little further behind than Gunnersville is, so they're still kind of in a, at a strange transition period here. You know, they've uh, there's still some that are getting off beds and there's a lot trying to get out deep and and then you've got the shaft falling trying to keep the ones that were up up there shallow with them and it's just uh just a little perfect storm of, of a, a pretty tough week on, on pickwick yeah it sounds like it well man uh you know one thing we always like to do is give a tip of the day on the show so if if you, let's just stay let's just stay with gunnerful for the tip if you're coming up the next couple of days what would your tip of the day be uh, for somebody coming up to Gunnersville here in the next few minutes? Well, I would say if you're uh, if you want to fish grass, then uh, I'd probably my tip would probably be you know bring you a bunch of swim baits and, and a bunch of uh, you know like skinny different stuff like that, underbelly swim bait, something like that would work, and bring you a bunch of thinkos, you know stuff like that. Just and, and just go out and have fun, man. This right now is a good time. You can catch a lot of numbers. I mean, I'd, I I honestly, man, if I wanted to go out and catch a hundred fish right now, you could do it on Gunnersville. It's just it's really good. Now, don't get me wrong; they're not all giants. They're not all going to be you know five pounders or something like that. But you can go out and have a field day with two pounders. Man, that's awesome. Uh, and that's a so, good I mean, day. I, I probably feel that. Yeah, that's a dang good day. I mean, I, I haven't had anybody complain about it yet. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you. But, yeah, I'm not going to complain about a hundred, you know, seventy-five to a hundred fish a day with two pound average and 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 a couple, I'm sure, bigger ones in there in the mix as well. So that's good stuff. Well, Cody, if somebody wants to book a trip with you and come up there and get on that bite that you got going on right now, or just learn Gunnersville or learn Pickwick, either one, uh, what's the best way for them to to get in touch with you? Uh, you can get in touch with me by my phone number, which is 901-490-0882, or you can go to my website, which is basswhackerguideservice.com and email me through there or you know you can get on my facebook page and uh look me up through there and email or send me a message through facebook or something like that it's gunnersville basswhacker so man i'm easy to contact that's awesome man well y'all give cody a call gunnersville basswhacker basswhackerguideservice.com basswhackerguideservice.com or give him a call he gave his number a while ago so hey man we appreciate it thank you for taking the time to call in and share with us today and we look forward to talking to you again soon brother Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me on. Stay safe. All right, guys, let's take just a couple minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services, and now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by United Bank. United Bank knows what an important role agriculture plays in our local economy. At United Bank, they are here to support local farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness, including real loans for farmland, equipment loans, working line of credit, and more. 
Truth is, they deeply value the contribution agriculture plays to our community, and they help our local farmers build successful businesses. They want to see you succeed. Learn more at unitedbank.com or stop by any United Bank branch. United Bank, all loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Great first segment with Cody up in Gunnersville. Sounds like he, uh, sounds like the fishing is on up there for sure, man. I mean, dude's talking about catching 100 fish days right now. That's hard to beat. But let's go all the way down south to the other end of the state to West Point Lake. I love getting reports from here. We don't get them as enough, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get this one on. Man, let's hear what Todd's got to say. Mr. Todd Percy, how you doing, sir? Good. Good deal, man. Well, let's talk about West Point. What are the fish doing at West Point right now? Kind of, and, and what are you fishing for? You, you mainly a stripe guy or? That's all that I do is uh, live bait trips for hybrid stripers and white bass. Good um, stuff. Basically, we're, we're at the very tail end of the spawning run up the river most the majority of the fish have left the river there's still some big females and male strikers up there that still spawn and they spawn last but uh, i came back to the lake last week seems like the fish are in these really big monster sized schools which makes them a little difficult to locate but once you locate them you can catch them till you're just tired of catching them mm. you get a, a good windy day or cloudy day it's a whole lot better than bluebird skies and slick waters yeah. Now you catch, and so you're live bait fishing. So what are you yes, you using? Like, are you catching shad? Shad and bluebacks. Gives a chance redfin shad and blueback here, and I'll come out of the lake here. I catch it fresh every morning. Good stuff. Does one seem to do better than the other? I know a lot of people say them bluebacks for the you know the big stripes on Martin and things like that. They 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 like those up at Smith. They do. do. Seen... They, 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 yeah, I, I I would have to agree with that. Now. You know, it's hard to get the bluebacks the size that you would some of the gizzard shad when you were, if you were trying to target your trophy size fish. You know, I'd rather have a tank full of gizzard shad than I had a tank full of bluebacks. But, you know, as far as just a good mix of, of bait, I would rather have the bluebacks uh, for numbers. Schoolie type fish and things like that. They, they shake the rod a whole lot harder. They, they swim a lot hardier than the, than the shad do. Have the bluebacks, have that, how long has that been in, have, have they been in West Point? Did they stock them? I'm sure they, I'm assuming they did. No, no, they, they were illegally introduced, but, and plus, you know, just the flow downstream from Lanier. Uh, and this is really the first year that you've been able to target bluebacks in this lake that I personally have been able to say, I'm going to get some bluebacks. Mm. Uh, they've been here off and on for the last 15 years. Uh, if we have a really, our lake's so shallow, you know, if we have a really hot summer and low water conditions, the bluebacks will die off or they'll get knocked way back, kind of like a shad kill in the wintertime. Right. The heat does that to the bluebacks here on this lake. So, uh, but we've had a fairly mild summer and we've, the Corps has done a good job the last two or three years of keeping the lake full uh, through the hottest month. So the bluebacks have really flourished this year. You know, with some of the other lakes that, that we have striped guys on here, and, and not just the striped guys, but the bass guys too, you know, I, I think about Lake Martin, and it's kind of the same way. They haven't had bluebacks in there, you know, forever. Smith Lake, same way. But, you know, from, from what I'm hearing from other guys on those lakes is that they've seen an increase in the size of the fish that they're catching. They're catching bigger fish now, uh, and they attribute that to the bluebacks. Do you Are you seeing any size difference? 
You know, not not per se because, like I said, this this is the first year where I felt like you could target and use a blueback herring. Right. Where before I may have three in the tank or five in the tank or ten in the tank, you know, and if they get in the net, they get in the net, and I just put them in the tank. Where now it's a 50-50 mix, and these fish are able to, to key in on that. Um, and, you know, the research I've done, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a, a, the blueback herring are a little bit higher in protein than the shad is. So That's what I understand. That would, equate, would, that would equate to bigger fish. I mean, I would never argue that point, but as of right now, I have not seen it in this lake just simply because it hadn't been here long enough. Right, yeah, and maybe that'll maybe that'll happen over the next few years. And and uh, but y'all catch some big fish there, no matter what. So I mean, when you're, you know, there's there's two stripes, you know, in our state. There's more like what I don't know. Some people would call almost like a sea bass, you know, like the the ones that you know they get up there thirty pounds, uh, like Martin and Smith have. And then there's the hybrid stripes, which I believe that's mainly what you guys have there. And I could be wrong, but... Um, no, we have about a 50-50 mix. Now, you, you're correct in two things. There is a couple of different kinds of striped bass. There's actually three. You've got the Atlantic strain of striped bass, and then you have this Gulf strain of striped bass, which is what we get. And then you have the hybrid bass, which is a cross between the white bass and the striped bass. But there's two different strains, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe Alabama stocks most of the old Atlantic strain stripers, which is the ones that grow big on a regular basis. What okay. we're getting is what they call Gulf strain of stripers, and that, you know I'm not gonna say they don't grow big, but they pretty much mature out in the mid 20s. That's big fish. Very rarely. Well, you very rarely do you see a 30 pound fish on this lake, and I've caught the lake record two or three different times. So, and I've only caught three fish in 20 years that was over 30 good gracious um, yeah so i mean it's just not i mean people call and they want to go target these bigger fish on these this lake and i'm like man it might take us two weeks to catch you a fish you don't want to come here if you're looking for big fish that's just not what the water's too shallow and too hot most of our fish when they get to that breeding maturity size and they go up the chattahoochee river to spawn they don't come back they keep going there at six flags riding screen machines you know <laughs> So, yeah. Well, they're just seeking refuge in that cool, cold water, you know, just like the Coosa River does. Sure. You know, you know those big fish like that oxygen-rich, cool water, and that's that's where they're going to find them a hole, and that's where they're going to lay up. Yeah. Well, so you're you're targeting when you're when you're looking for trophy, you're looking. I mean, you're you're more like fifteen. I mean, you're targeting fifteen pound fish, twenty pound fish, which is still a hell of a good fish. That would be. Yeah, I would, and I tell my customers as far as if if you wanted to mount a fish, a striper in West Point, I wouldn't do it till it got to be twenty plus. Um, you know, but a, a thirty, if you're waiting on a thirty here, it's yeah. gonna be a. I probably only know of maybe twenty five thirty pound fish that's come out of this lake. Now I'm wow. not saying there's not been, but it's not like Martin or or Lanier or or the way Lanier used to be and, and Smith Lake and, and things like that, well, that's a common occurrence. You're not going to do that on this lake. Right. Even the guys that all they do is trophy fish, and they go out here with planer boards and they pull a 12-inch gizzard shad, you know, they might go three or four trips without even catching a fish, you know. So it's just it's just not a real good trophy lake. But as far as numbers, it's hard to beat us. Yeah, y'all got, I was going to say, y'all got the numbers. Yeah, we got the numbers. With our, we've got an extremely high po- white bass population right now. Uh, we've had a really good spawn the last two or three years uh, to the point where they're almost aggravated. It's hard to go out there with a tank full of bait and the white bass not just clean up all your bait, you know. Now, how um, big do the white bass get? 
they'll get a pound and a half, maybe two pounds, and then occasionally you'll catch one two and a half, but very rarely will you see one bigger than that. Right. So on an average day coming fishing with you right now, I mean, what can a client expect? I mean, what kind of numbers are you are you looking at on an average trip? I'd say a, a slow day is going to be 25 fish and a good day is going to be 100. Man, that's great. Either, even a bad day sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, that's the one good thing about our fisheries. It, it's a numbers fishery. I've got customers that go to the Cumberland River, Tennessee River, and things like that. And I'll just tell you real quick, we have a whole lot more fun when we come down there and catch 40, 50, 60 fish and bring some kids. And, you know, they just they, they have a really good time with the numbers. Man, that's awesome. Uh, especially if we get on one of these big schools where it's might be a thousand fish in the school and you can catch 50 before you have to move you know good gracious um, those schools are that big oh gosh man there's schools of fish down here sometimes it'll be a half acre good it just don't, even seem like, don't even seem like you can get blowed off of them sometimes i mean they just they're thick I mean, i've been on them so thick that they make the grass jump you might be in 25 or 26 foot of water and and look down and your grass show 15 foot good night there's that many of them stacked up down there. Yeah, that's but, crazy. But it makes them hard. it makes them hard to find when they get like that though, because you can ride half the lake and you're like, man, there there's not a fish in this lake. And then all of a sudden, when you get to that school, now as the summer goes on, these fish will break down into smaller little pods. It'll make them a little easier to catch, but they do get a little more spooky as far as the numbers go because you catch five or eight, and then you got to go find some more. You know, um, and they'll segregate out by size. As the summer goes on, right now you might catch ten white bass, two hybrid, and three stripers out of the same school, and then you know, and then five more white bass or something like that. And then as the summer goes on, then white bass will get segregated off into their own little pods, stuck right down on the bottom. And then the hybrid they'll get suspended uh, in the trees, the submerged timber, and then them stripers will get out here on these flats early in the morning. And you know, so then you can kind of weigh yeah. customers out, see, see what what they're wanting in a day and then you can kind of you know target that yeah well that makes sense you know you mentioned the spawn a while ago the white bass i know they spawn and successfully do the hybrid and the atlantic stripe do they also regenerate uh well we haven't got any atlantic stripe since the early 90s in this lake and then they quit that they only done it one or two times and then they quit that and they came back i want to say in 2000 and six or seven somewhere right along in there and they put these gulf strain stripers in which do not grow as big but they handle the hot water a little bit better uh, than the atlantic strain but no there's not enough the hybrid there in the stripers there's not enough reproduction to sustain a population there was a few years there where when they first started putting the stripers in they didn't stock any hybrid and they got gone you know i mean if you caught a hybrid you were lucky and then they kind of you know, I guess enough people complained about, you know, striper's a lot more finicky of a fish than a hybrid, and, and the catch numbers went way down. You know, there'd be a lot of days where you'd see a lot of fish on your grass, and you just couldn't get a bite, and that's stripers. Um, they're just a little bit more finicky of a fish than a hybrid. So they, instead of stocking all stripers, they went back to like a, a 50-50 mix. And, and the stocking numbers really, because I work with the state biologists on krill surveys and things like that, but the, the stocking program really depends on how successful the hatchery has of the hatch, you know, as far as your numbers. Right. Um, the biologist has certain numbers that he can recommend, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get them, or he may even get more than that. You're solely relying on the stocking of the fish 
yeah. for the numbers that are in the lake. And of course, you know, they except once they're in there, the they yeah, mm, except for the white bass. The yeah. Let's talk about how you're catching them. You're live bait fishing. So right now, are the fish? I mean, are, are you fishing deep for them right now? And and kind of kind of how? What's your setup? Right now, you know, our shad are still spawning a little bit, so the the fish are keyed in on that. So you got to get you're gonna have to get somewhere near where the shad are spawning is gonna be your best places, um, or at least the spot for when the shad get through spawning at daylight, where they'll pull out over some open water. But three quarters of the way back into the creeks, halfway back into the creeks, I'm not gonna say there's not any fish on the main lake, but the majority of the fishing that I've been doing the last two weeks has been three quarters of the way back into the creek or halfway back into the creeks. They they're starting to move out a little bit toward the mouths, but most of the fish I've been catching have been in anywhere from fifteen to twenty five foot of water. Man, that's that's good information. And and you're just so I mean, how many how do you set up? Do you do you have are you trolling? Basically, I run graph until I see the school fish that I'm looking for on the graph, and then I put a marker buoy in the water, and we'll it's controlled depth fishing. I tell the customers, I don't have line counter reels, but I tell the customers exactly how deep to put it, show them how to put it down, and they basically put it in a rod holder, and when it bends over, they pick it up really real That's fun stuff, man. That's fun stuff. A lot good. of kids, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a good family outing. A lot of a lot of action, a lot of bite. You know, it's not your typical day of going fishing to catch four fish all day. That's right. That's right. Well, is there a limit? Yeah, the state allows uh, fifteen per person, and that's a combination of hybrid stripers and white bass. And they've done that because most people couldn't tell the difference in them. Sure. So they just combined it all together, and that's pretty much all over the state of Georgia. That's 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 the limit. Good deal. Good deal. That's good. That's you can good only stuff. allow you're only allowed to have two fish over 22 inches per person. Out of that 15, you can have two that are over 22 inches. Now we do something a little different to try to be a little more proactive. Uh, I actually offer to clean people's fish for them if they'll only keep seven per person at no additional charge, just to try to encourage some you know catch and release and 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 don't try to deplete it because you could deplete that when these fish get into schools and they're feeding. You could very easily deplete that whole school of fish. Yeah, you get a lot of people. You can fish in those big schools like that. You can you could wear them out in a hurry. Yeah. So, like I said, I offer. Uh, I run two boats, and I offer free fish cleaning. But we do cut back on the amount of fish that they keep. And I'm yet to have anybody complain about it. Everybody no man. Offer to fillet their fish, and uh, they ain't got to go home and do it. You know, usually they'll leave with three gallon size bags of fillet. Man, that's you know, and that's plenty. And they leave there yeah, happy, yeah. and you and you keep the and you keep the lake numbers in good shape. Exactly. So you know, we we try to get people to catch and release these bigger stripers. You know, we kind of got an unwritten rule on the boat, and I ain't going to argue with anybody over it. But pretty much anything over about eight pounds, if you're not going to mount it, we and it's still healthy. It wasn't gut, gut hooked or bleeding or you know some of these fish just fight to the death. Um, we ask that you put them back if if you're not gonna you know mount it. Sure, so, um, good stuff, man. Well, it sounds like you're uh, sound like you guys are very proactive on on managing the lake and making sure that it stays stays good and stays healthy for everybody. Oh yeah, man. We got a good business. We got a good customer base. You know, it's me and my brother. My brother runs a boat for me, and I mean, we stay booked up. I mean, we're we're booked past July fourth. Oh wow. Uh, Oh yeah, we we book up my personal boat a book 
in January for the whole season. I won't even have any. But which we usually quit about mid-July. It gets so hot that it's miserable out there, and most of the fish you catch are going to die when it's that hot. So we just don't even harass them until it cools off, you know, a little bit. So Yeah, take a few months off there. Yeah, we don't fish for a living. We fish because we love it, and we don't have to be out here when it's 100 degrees. And uh, Most of the time, the people either, they leave sunburned, and wore out when it's that hot. They leave miserable. Yeah. So no matter what your efforts were that day, they had a bad trip. You know. Yeah. You no leave there just beat down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're 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 red as a lobster when they go home and they lay up in the in the bed for three days hoping the sheep don't touch their toes. You yeah, know? that's right. So uh, yeah. So we 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 usually taper things off shortly after Fourth of July and take us a break. Get ready for deer season. Do a little deer yeah, hunting. That's right. We'll get our belly full of deer hunting, then we'll go back to fishing. Go back to fishing. I hear you, man. You're my kind of guy. But, hey, if, if you know, one thing we like to always do on here is give a tip of the day. If somebody's going to come up to come over to West Point and want to do a little stripe fishing, what would your tip be for the next few days? Use good electronics. Know how to use your electronics and ride till you find them. There's no need in putting bait down if the fish ain't under you. Um, you know, if you don't have good electronics, I would just say simply you need to get in the mouth of a creek, halfway back of the creek, and kind of just keep moving until you get a bite. And then once you get a bite, stay right there. You know, uh, put the bait down 15, 18 foot deep and keep moving over these creek edges, tree lines, that kind of thing. If you don't have the electronics to find them, if you do have the electronics and you know how to use them, ride till you find them is my saying. That's a good tip right there, Todd. That's, and uh, yeah, you're right. If the fish ain't down there, it ain't no need to even put the bait in the water. If you got the electronics to find them, spend time finding them. People get aggravated with me, man. I've had days where I have rode, not even put a bait in the water from daylight till 730, 8 o'clock, 8.30. And they're like, well, this guy's just riding us around. Yeah, just and we ain't going to catch nothing. He's just riding. Let, let, <laughs> let me find them. Let me find them, and I'll show you. You know, just just be patient with me. Now, here again, I've been doing it 20 years. So all my customers have been. They've been on days where they caught 10 fish, and they've been on days where they caught 110 fish. So they know I know what I'm doing. And, you know, they, uh, they're, they're pretty patient with me. My brother gets to carry most of the new people, and they're not quite as patient because they've never been, you know. so Right. But – you know, it's a good gig, man. We we enjoy it. We enjoy the people. I really enjoy the kids. You know, I let them drive boats, do things like that, just just to try to entertain them. Heck yeah! Well, man, I, hey, it's exciting just hearing about it, Todd. And, and you know, I, uh, a lot of people have never experienced the, and I haven't. I've never done. I've never gone strike fishing, and, and that's something I need to do. I'm, I'm not too far from some good strike fishing areas and and uh i need to take advantage of it but if somebody wants to book a trip with you and come to west point and uh see what you guys are about and the stripe fishing things all about what's the best way for them to contact you the best way is through either a phone call or text message on my cell phone and that number is 404-379-6583 and uh, which we do facebook todd Persley's guide service there's always people putting pictures and updates and usually if we have cancellations i'll post it there and i also have a website that is called westpointguideservice.com so there's hey. three different ways to get in touch with me and well and the main thing you know, is if somebody wants to get in touch with you and and book a trip they better hurry because you book up quick and uh and yeah. they better they better but get we on do have, we do have cancellations i mean I mean, we are in the day and time of COVID. You know what I mean? So sure. We, we have, I have customers that are 
what I call fair weather customers that, that are not going to go if there's a chance to rain. And I got customers that will sit out there, and I'll be begging them to go in before the tornado throws us off boat, you know. Right. So, you know, just uh, usually if we have a cancellation, it's short notice. But, but here again, it's the day and time of COVID, and things happen. People have to work. Jobs change. You know, uh, things happen. So things happen. We do have a we do have openings from time to time and just give me a call or text, you know, we want to get on the, the call list. If you have a cancellation, call us. Good stuff, man. Well, y'all give, y'all give Todd a call and, uh, I think y'all can, can hear by, by the podcast that you'll have a great time and be with a great guy and, uh, and catch a bunch of fish. So Todd, man, we appreciate your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Look forward to having you back on here soon, brother. All right, man. Give me a call. I'll do it, man. Be safe, Todd. Thanks. All right, guys, let's take a couple more minutes and hear from a few more of this week's sponsors. All right, guys, let's take a couple more minutes and hear from just a few more of this week's sponsors. North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes, Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you want to grow big fish or healthier fish or just get your lake in better shape, call Southeastern Pond Management. You can call Norman Latona at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and and give Norman a call. And brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, awesome segment, man. Love talking, uh, hearing about these striped bass and, and, uh, it sounds like Ty's got them pinned down and, uh, man, you get on some of them big thousand fish schools he's talking about. That would be a a heck of a good day, but we are going to go from the bass fishing to the stripe fishing to the crappie fishing. And ain't nobody better to talk about crappie fishing with than my man, Tony Adams. Tony, what's going on, buddy? Man, I don't know, brother, just down here, you know, getting on some slabs. You show sure are. Lake you, yeah, well, you sent me them pictures, and you got my mouth watered, man. That's uh, <laughs> I don't. It's, I, I mean, do you ever not fill the back of that tailgate up? <laughs> 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 it's like you know, it's really been good. Yeah, I, either Go you, ahead. either you, uh, always catch them. Or are you really good about selecting which pictures you send me? Because they ain't never room for another crappie on the back of that tailgate. Yeah, that last one I sent you was from uh, Sunday. We went out there Sunday morning. You know, they're they're really active now, which, you know, they're, you know, a lot of them's kind of spawned. Some of them still got got eggs, you know, but, you know, they're in that 8 to 15 foot of water. And like I say, they are aggressive. You know, you pull up to those piles and, you know, you can lay your jig down there, your minnow down there. And if you've got the mega live, you know, or live scope, whatever you've got, I mean, you can sit there and watch them come out. I mean, they're they're getting aggressive. They're they're not all relaxed right after, like, you know, they're, they're all right after spawn. I mean, they are, they're hungry. They're ready to, you know, they eat, to go on a boat ride. 
Yeah, they're ready to go on a boat ride. They'll get in it with you. Oh, man. Well, that's some pretty big dang fish, too, man. I mean, you're catching some some quality crop. Yes, sir. A lot of these, you know, you'll catch a lot that's three-quarter to pound and a quarter. You know, but Sunday, we we had several that was, you know, pound and a half to two and a quarter pounds, which is a good fish for, you know, Lake Eufaula. Shoot, yeah, that's a good fish. That's a good fish anywhere. Yes, sir. That's a good eating fish. And like I say, you know, you pull up these piles and... You know, there's 50 or 60 on every pile you pull up on. I mean, it's, it's loaded. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, you got to go to Grenada over there in Mississippi if you want those three-pound plus, uh, from what I hear anyway. Hey, two, two and a half pound, that's some great fish, man. Well, so they like moved say, back they, out. They threw spawn. They, are they, I mean, I know they've come in in stages, but they're pretty much done, right? They're, they're pretty much done, yes, sir. They're, they're moved back on the structure. They're still under the docks also. You know, they'll be there all year, but... Uh, most of the ones we've been catching is, you know, eight to 15 feet deep, uh, catching them on, you know, jigs or menace. And, you know, most, most of the time those fish is, you know, right in the structure or right, usually right above it on a good sunny, bright day. You know, they may be right in the structure and sometimes they could get even closer to the bottom, you know, cause you know, they kind of want to get out of that sun. They don't want that sun shining in, in their eyes, but they'll use that structure as a little shade. But, you know, like I say, eight to 15 foot, you know, menace, jigs. I mean, they're on fire right here on Lake Eufaula. Does it matter? Have you seen it matter much on the color of the jig you're fishing with, or are they just in a feeding frenzy right now and they'll bite what you throw down there? Well, you know, the rule of thumb, you know, pretty much everybody will tell you is, you know, the darker the water, the darker the jig, you know, but we've been using a lot of the clear colored jigs, you know, monkey milk, the, you know, blue pearl, you know, the lighter colors, you know, has been really doing good for us on the lake now because the water's not really stained and it's not muddy like it has been the last couple of months. But I think right now it, it probably wouldn't matter because I think those fish has been in the spawn mood for so long. It's, it's taken so much energy from, you know, for them, you know, laying and garden the eggs and stuff like that, that, you know, now they've moved back out and, you know, now, now they're, they're getting the energy back and they're, they're ready to, to eat. Yeah. Put some weight back on. Put some weight back on. Yes, sir. And like I say, we've, we've, we've been, um, and means everybody, everybody I've talked to has been really doing a lot better the last couple of weeks since the weather's prettied up, you know, the water's kind of cleared up and the fish has moved back out. I mean, a lot more catches is going on right now. We've, you know, had got several different crappie guys that, that call into the show, Tony, and, and, you know, we hear about, uh, we had some, you know, last week we had a guy on up in the Neely Henry and, and they do a lot of what they call tight line. And so, you know, he's got six, eight poles out anywhere from 50 to a hundred foot and they're trolling, you know, we have different kind of trolling methods for fish that we hear about. We, do you troll or. Or are you getting over the top of the fish and dropping down there too? Well, I'll do it. Usually what I do is I fish brush piles. You know, that's kind of what I like, like to do is fish brush piles. So usually, you know, I'll go over the brush pile. I'll throw my marker out, you know, just on the upper side of the brush pile. It could be 10 feet above the brush pile. I'll throw a marker out and then I'll back off, off of it and I'll start fishing. Why do okay. you drop it 10 feet above the brush pile? Well, the the marker that I throw out is just to identify what area I caught the fish. I mean, okay. I don't throw it right on the brush pile. I go past it. Okay. And when I back up off of it, as so if I've got two people fishing on the front 
and you know it's a guide trip and i'm sitting there i may bump around because those fish may not be right on the structure they could be on the left side of it the right side of it in front of it or behind it as we catch a fish what i'll do is i'll look up and see where that buoy's at and use that as a as a landmark so i'll know which area i really need to work a little more okay so if they stop biting then i may take the boat and i may move it over 10 feet i may go from the left side of the the structure over to the right side. So if we catch one or two there, then I'll look at the buoy and I'll use that as a landmark. You know, just right. to show me which direction I really need to be working based on that marker. That makes sense. When you're so you're set up, are your guys are they casting out, letting it go down and reeling it in? Or are they are they flipping it out to a certain depth? Yeah, if we're fishing jigs, then I'll back up up off of it and we'll throw it to the structure or in the structure and, and work our way back. But if, if I'm fishing, you know, three rods a piece with minnows, you know, we'll drop straight down, you know, into the structure, around the structure, eight, 10 foot deep, and you're fishing straight down with just a piece of lead, you know, with a hook and the minnow. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, a lot of times if we're jig fishing, we're pitching out, you know, about 20 feet. We're letting the jig fall, and then we're, we're twitching it back you know, coming back to the boat, letting it fall a little bit as it comes until as we it find comes out to exactly you. where the fish are. <clears throat> right. As it comes through the structure. Do you try to, let's say the structure, let's say you're in 20 foot of water and, and the structure's, I don't know, five foot off the bottom. So that'd be, you know, 15 foot. Are you trying to get down there to the depth or are you trying to keep it right above the structure? Most of the time, I try to keep it just a tad above the structure. <clears throat> so if, if I'm seeing the fish, you know, 15 feet, you know, we may run it from, you know, 10 feet to, you know, 14, 15 feet. But most of the time you see those fish, you know, they they dart out of that, that pile of structure. You know, if I'm watching the Mega Live, on mine, they usually dart out, but they're always going up and not going down. Like crappie like to feed so up. Yes, sir. And... You know, like I say, I, I have seen them come out of that structure that's 15 foot deep and go hit something that's, you know, five, six feet up above them, you know? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it ain't got to be right in front of his, in front of his mouth. I mean, he, he can see it. I don't know how far they can see, but I have seen them come up four or five feet from where they're at to the bait and go up and charge a bait and grab it. That's awesome. That Mega Live, is, uh, that's, a, that's been a game changer, hasn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, believe it or not, you know, I mean, like I say, you got several different brands out there. I mean, I got Mega, but that's the reason I said Mega. But you can pull up on those piles and you can identify what size fish those are by by looking at the screen. That's crazy. I even had one guy so telling me the other day uh, that that fish is using a live scope, Mega Live, whichever one he was using. He's like, you know, with this thing, he's one thing he's learned is he said I can I can look at the fish. And if they're, you know, kind of level or pointed, you know, nose down a little bit, he said, those fish are going to be really hard to catch. They're not in aggressive feed mode. He said, but as soon as you see those fish with nose up or just slightly pointed up, he said, that that, that fish are ready to bite. I don't know. It's amazing. I mean, I hadn't really paid that much attention to that, but, but I know right now they are aggressive, you know, here on, on Lake Eufaula. And like I say, I'm, you know, I'm sure they probably are on most lakes, but. You know, the spawn this year was kind of a little different for everybody here on this yep. lake because, you know, you've had, had so many fronts and so many, you know, so much rain that's muddied it up. 
some people, you know, if they were off on weekends, you know, they couldn't come fish because it was storming or the water was out of the banks or it was so muddy it was like chocolate milk that they just didn't want to come. come. So, you know, as far as a lot of fish being caught this, this year in the spawn, I don't think it was a lot of fish that was caught during the spawn. But um, like I say, they're on fire right now. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, and you'd think that would be good for the numbers, right, for the next couple of years, because you're right. That people didn't really catch fish in the spawn bite this year like, like they have in the past. So, man, I, 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 that's just probably be good for you, follow for, for the next several years. Uh, yeah, the, three to four years, it's, you're going to see this, this big hatch, you know. Yep. It's going to have a lot of numbers there. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Well, if somebody was going to come down to you follow, what would your tip of the day be, Tony? Well, you know, right now what I would do is these days heating up is, as you know, because they are heating up pretty hot down here in, you know, southeast Alabama. I'd make sure you get you a bottle of frozen water, put it in the freezer, make sure it's good and froze. And, um, you know, if you're using minnows, make sure you keep those, you know, drop that water in that minnow bucket so it will give it, you know, those minnows a little longer life because it cools the water down with the aerator going with that, that bottle of frozen water in there, it keeps those, those fish, those minnows a lot alive a whole lot longer. Oh yeah. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. And other than that, just get out there and find you some structure and, uh, and put a hook in the water. Cause it sounds like they bite. Yes, sir. That's it. Just put your hook down there with that minnow on it and hold on. But here's the difference in you and most people. They're always biting for you, Tony. I mean, what if I had you on the show for almost two years now? And I don't think I've ever had you go, man, it was just terrible out there today. This was an awful week. <laughs> you, but you they know, always buy for Tony Adams. I mean, it's like we are. I mean, they're just like we are. We're going to go eat. You know, when we get hungry, yeah. we're going to eat. So it's a matter of just finding where, they, where they're at and what they want. And, you know, I mean, they may be in 25 foot of water or 20 foot of water or 12 foot of water or 8 foot of water. You know, and think about it, you may be in. 12 foot of water and they may be four foot deep, but there's yeah. going to be some hungry fish always out there on that lake. Well, and that's why these ele- electronics are so important and, uh, and knowing how to use those electronics are so important, man. Cause you just, if you find, like you say, you find the fish, they eventually going to eat, right? <clears throat> uh, They've got to. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which I ain't far from doing the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to wrap this thing up, Tony. And, uh, and man, before we do though, I always want to, you to give your information out so somebody can can come book a trip with you and uh let you teach them something i need to do that myself yes sir like i say uh they can reach me at tony adams at 334-695-3003 that's tony adams 334-695-3003 or you can look me up on facebook uh under tony adams and um like i say in Fall, alabama pretty easy to find well, guys, let me tell y'all, if y'all see the pictures that I could see that Tony sends me, uh, you'd be, you'd be calling that number and booking a trip. Cause I'm going to tell you, this guy catches fish like nobody, like nobody's business. And you, you're going to have a great time and be with a great guy. So give Tony a call, book a trip with him. Uh, I guarantee you, you're not going to regret it. Tony, man. Thank you, brother. I always appreciate you jumping on. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Y'all have a, a great week and, uh, go catch some crappy. I hear you, buddy. All right, man. Take care. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, brother. See you. All right, guys. Let's take just a few more minutes and hear from some more sponsors. Fishing Chaos invites all high school and college and social fishing teams to create a free 
team, or club on the Fishing Chaos platform. Clubs can hold tournaments within the high school team or invite rival clubs and teams to compete in CPR, which is catch photo release events, as well as live weigh-in events as Fishing Chaos supports most any tournament format. The addition of the new Fishing Chaos Club Management platform allows teams and clubs to easily communicate with their members about upcoming events. It automates the tracking of Angler of the Year or Team of the Year series standings and collects all Angler results. If you're interested in setting up a free team or club or in hosting a tournament on the Fishing Chaos app, please contact fishingchaos.com or call Jesse Wilson at 256-508-1853. And brought to you by Killer Doc. I hadn't even realized how bad it was. I was cleaning fish on rotten wood, and after cleaning just a few fish, I was filthy, and I had a sunburn. I tried wearing a hat, but it just couldn't keep me cool. And how was I supposed to clean fish without getting messy? Killer Doc brings the upgrade that not only will keep me cool and clean, it will make being on my dock enjoyable again. Killer Dock combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit KillerDock.com to check out the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind. Welcome back to the show, guys. What a great show it was, man. I I mean, we talk about, we're going to give you this report every week, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's ugly, and a lot of times it'll be ugly for the for the whole week. A lot sometimes it'll be good in some places and bad in others. It sounds like it's a pretty darn good time to be on the water out in Alabama right now. Whether you're, hey, and and what a cool report today. I mean, we don't always have this, but it, we got we got the largemouth bass, we got striped bass, and we got crappie. We got all three on one report today. So no matter what you do, you kind of got an idea or what the fish are doing right now. So, hey, I encourage you, go out there this weekend, uh, enjoy the lakes. We're so fortunate in this state to have so many good fisheries and beautiful bodies of water. So get out there, enjoy fishing, and that is going to be a wrap for this week's show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a minute, subscribe, give us a good rating, and write us a review wherever you listen to us. And if you want us to email you the podcast, we will do that each and every week. We'll make it simple, guys. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767, and we will email you the show each and every week. Guys, that's a wrap for this week's show. Stay safe on the water. Talk to y'all next time. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by MB Ranch King Hunting Blinds and Feeders are built to last right here in the USA. We also offer high quality, easy to use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King built in the pursuit of perfection and brought to you by photonist defense is proud to offer the pd pro line of night vision systems these ultralight ultra compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image best resolution smallest most transparent halo and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available photonist defense masters of darkness and also brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. Make the choice that professional captains all over the Gulf make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. 
The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com. And brought to you by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook, and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. And by outdooralabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at outdooralabama.com. Go hunt. Go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by the Hunting Exchange. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. 